Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. All right, everybody, we are going to we, me and Jesus, the royal we, <laughs> yay, are going to talk about God's eternal yes to you today. This is a a breathtaking subject. This is just it's it's such a beautiful subject. Because it's such a reflection of who God is as the person of love. So let's, uh, let's dive into this. You know, I, I think a lot of times many of us who, uh, got stuck in religious Christianity, uh, it was all about the nose. And really under the law of Moses, it really is about the nose, right? It's about the nose and you'll be, if you, if, if you follow the nose, you'll be blessed. So it all lands on you, right? Uh, and that is not God's heart. We are under the law of love. We're under the law of freedom. We're under the law of Christ and under the law of spirit. Those, the spirit, that's, those are the laws that we're under. And with that, um, uh, it's really about being under the law of love because guess what? All those things, um, uh, with the exception of the law of freedom is about God and who is love and where the spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. So that works. So that's the law you're under that, that that's his yes. And what does that look like? You know, and, and, and in order for, to be under the law of love, you have to have the option of not choosing love in order for love to be love. Uh, because Original design says, I love as he loves, right? A new commandment I give to you that you love as he is loved, right? And so, and that, that's by, that's by his anointing, by his spirit. And so, um, in order to do that, right, we're going to have to lean into him, but that's where our freedom is because it's who we are. That's what we're empowered to do. And when you're trying to do something you're not empowered to, to do, and trying to be something you're not, you're not free. And so there's this yes to love. And it's a yes because he knows who you are. He knows, well, he knows who he is. He wants us to know who he is and draw upon that relationship to empower us to be who we are, which is where his yes is, right? And and it, it, it's so beautiful. And when we choose to say no to love, we have that option but he's still yes to us. So we can turn away from him, right? But he never turns away from us. Now, let me just ask you, who on this planet loves you like that? Like there'd be no, no situation ever that if you turned away, um, that in, in our fallen humanity, that they would be like, well, I'm turning away from you, right? Um, but God is like that. He's always open to his kids. He's ne he's never turned away from Adolf Hitler. He, and and he can't because he's love. Now, clearly Adolf Hitler turned away from God who is love. He's turned away. And so what's God's response? He's still con continuing to pursue his son because that was his original design before he became this monster, this non-person, uh this non this version that was so evil 
that did so much evil, um, he was a son and you can't unson yourself. You can't undaughter yourself. Uh, so it's an eternal yes. And in that eternal yes, God is pursuing. And as I understand it, his fires of love are conforming his son to his image. That means that that's a, that's going to feel like a punishment because there's a lot to burn up there, right? It's not love. And so all of us are under this. All of us. It's a, it's a, it's his judgment. Your love, you're made in my image of love. So everything that's that, wow, we're going to, we're going to, uh, solidify, remind you, encourage you, build you up, all of that. And everything that's not like that, that puppy's going to go. Um, all that evil will be burnt up. And, um, and that can be an experience of hell. But it's not the hell of separation. It's the hell of refusing, uh, of, of resisting original design and resisting love. And I personally think God's probably better at wooing and purifying and conforming than we are at rebelling and saying no, particularly if he has eternity to do it. Okay. Could be wrong. I'm hopeful. Could be wrong. Okay. But I just want, wanted to, to, to paint a scenario for you because it is so reflective of God's yes. God's eternal yes is to you. And we're going to dive into that. And, and, and when you know that, it helps you because we've all said no to God. We're all still saying no to God in some way. And if we, if we say we're not, we're liars. Okay. And that, the word says that if we say we don't sin, right? We haven't sinned. We're a liar. <clears throat> Sorry. And, um, and that, that's something that needs to be burned up, right? Because we're all, uh, in some way unbelieving or self-protective or having a problem with trusting or, you know, we lie, we, we steal, we, um, we act in ways that that's not who we are. You know, it, it, it's, it's so disturbing because you think you've been walking in this in a while, right? And, and you're like, wow, I, I think I'm doing pretty good. And then something comes out and you're like, uh, yeah, really? I'm so, okay. I got to forgive myself for that. And I got to have that cleanse because clearly if it came out, it was in there, right? And so we're all being conformed into the image of Christ who is love. So let's talk about, so, but when we have that eternal yes, we don't need to spin out in con condemnation. We just need to retreat back to our daddy who's given us an eternal yes. Uh, yucky poo poo. This is on me. I did this. I totally did this. Help me. Jesus. That was me right there. And it's so evil and bad. And I help me. <laughs> and we get to receive forgiveness. We get to forgive ourselves. We get to be cleansed from all righteousness. We get to resist condemnation, right? We get to be cleansed with his blood, whatever we need to do to be restored in the spirits of our minds to who we are. Yeah. And that requires God's eternal yes. If he said, no, I can't handle that. That is just, that's a deal breaker for me. No. We're not powerful enough to get God to say no to us. Now, he's going to say no. Let me be clear. Um, we're not powerful enough to get God to say no to who we really are, to us as his kids. He's always a yes. He will totally say no to fallen ways of being that are not who we are. As a matter of fact, he is on that puppy because 
of his eternal yes, because you're so amazing, because you're so pure, because you're so noble, because you're so beautiful, because you're so powerful, because you're so creative, because you're in his image and likeness exquisitely in your flavor. Oh yeah, he will say, no, 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 that's not you. That's not you. No, that's not worthy of you. No, that's going, no, that's he's going to do that. He's going to convict us of righteousness. It's not going to feel good, but if we lean into it, we will be conformed from glory to glory to glory. And that's our, that's our job. So, oh, we will totally do that. He disciplines those he hates. No, let me think. Oh yeah. No, he disciplines those he loves and confirms that you're a son because he's disciplining you. That, that there, no, that's not worthy of you. Right? Right? So he's going to do that because you're, you're his son and daughter and anything less is not worthy of you because he said yes to you. Anything that's not you is a no. But his yes is eternal. And, you know, I was talking to Paul Young. Um, that I, I didn't mean that to be a na- name dropping. Um, I just love him and he's so brilliant. Um, so I, anyway, I suddenly, you know, you know how people do that? They name drop. Um, it's yucky. That, that's a no. <laughs> I wasn't, I, that was not my heart to name drop. I just think he's amazing and I think I love him so much. And, he was sharing and it's such a tremendous revelation of where, where I, I, I kind of said, okay, Paul, where does evil come from? <laughs> Let's, you know, we've only been for 4,000 years plus we've been struggling where with this theologically, right? So I'm, I'm just going to put you on the spot. <laughs> and, um, you know, with millennia and church fathers and councils trying to work this out. And, and he just had such a beautiful, um, take on it. Um, and it's our turning away. You see, if God is constantly toward us, and I, I know um, uh, uh, Bradley Jerzak does this amazing um, uh, uh, YouTube video of the gospel and shares that's very similar to this. So you want to see that if you can. But if God's face is eternal, this is God. And if his face is eternally towards us, eternally, um, we when we uh, sin, when we take, when we connect with who we're not, when we act as if we're separate from God, uh, we turn, right? And, um, but God's face is right with us, right? I have a chapter in Mark by Love that caused, that, that's named Annoying Relentless Love. Um, because in my turning, in this particular example, in my teens, you know, if you're so good and you're so powerful, how can you let everything I love be destroyed? I mean, I was in pain and I was angry. I didn't want to have anything to do with this God, right? So in this turning, guess what happens? Light is here. The light's everywhere, but his face towards me is the source of, of light in my life, okay? And when I turn in my mind and my heart, I create a shadow in my mind and my heart. Is it, is the shadow substance? No, it's anti-substance. It's anti-light, but it's what I'm experiencing. And you can even look, look at my knuckles. You can see them. There you are. If you're watching this, so there's a shadow on my knuckles right here. Okay. Um, and is that shadow real substance? No, it only created because I took my face from here and I turned it here. And I created the own shadow in my mind. And if that's, that's where I live, that's what I experience. 
And that's, and then I operate out of my experience. I think I'm separate. I think I'm evil. I think I'm shameful. I think I'm, I, I think I'm my own God because I turned away from the one who is God. Um, I'm prideful. I'm name dropping. I just like to point that in there because that's yucky. Um, whatever I'm doing out of this place. And that's what I'm experiencing. But has God changed his yes towards me? No. He's following me. It's like, Catherine, right here. Wake up, honey. Honey, this is not. No, I know you're mad at me. I know you hate me right now. Yeah. I know you think I'm evil. I know you think I'm a liar. I know you're projecting everything that the people that hurt you did. You're projecting it onto me um, and you want nothing to do with me. And you're becoming your own little God and you're reaping that fruit. I'm right here. I'm baby. I'm right here. And you're making really bad decisions. You're making destructive decisions. Right. And I'm still here. You're doing sinful things and you're hurting yourself and you're hurting people, but I'm right here because my face never turns away from you. Thank you, Paul Gong, for that. Um, that revelation, and this is my knuckle analogy. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, let's, let's grab some scripture, uh, to give this a little, um, um, extra. <laughs> I couldn't think of a word. Okay, so let's go to 2 Corinthians 1, 19 through 20. I'm reading this actually in the New King James because it's actually good there. It's, it sums it up nicely. It says, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now, I, I just want to unpack that for a little bit. Number one, this is talking about promises of God. I want to bring one up, one, one biggie. You ready? This is so good. I will never leave you in. I will never forsake you. I think it may say that somewhere. I think God said that actually multiple times. Uh, I will never leave you and never forsake you, Adam, when you turned your face from me and Eve, when you turned towards the man and, um, and now you guys are, are acting as if you're separate, clothing yourselves, trying to be your own provision. And then you're reaping all this crap. Um, and so for humanity, um, and so I've got to, uh, sacrifice for that. So all those promises, but I will never leave you, never forsake you, even though in your mind, uh, I will never, you're like, you've left me. I'm separate now. You know, Jesus saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me on the cross was not a separation of the Trinity. If the Trinity ever separated, okay, number one, that would make sin greater than God. Okay. And uh, that would make darkness greater than light and the universe would implode. Okay. So that's not what happened. Um, uh, sin is not kryptonite to the, to, to the father. So he has to take it out on his son. Okay. But when Jesus was experiencing that, he dove into humanity. What is the human experience? So let me just ask you in when you've gone through your greatest hell experience, what was that? I'm all alone. It's despair. God, where, where are you? Where are you, God? Where are you, God? Where are you, God? Right? Why have you forsaken me? Why have you forsaken the ones I love? Right? That's our hellish experience. Right? And so, um, that's what Jesus was, was, was yielding in to the human experience as he was embracing humanity on the cross as he assumed sin. Okay. That is pretty incredible. And guess what? Um, who else was experiencing that? Um, God was in Christ reconciling the entire world. So where was God when Jesus was 
shouting that out. He was in Christ. The spirit was in Christ. They travel in a pack. You can't separate them. But that was assuming the human experience. That's how much he loves you. How much depravity in our human ways of being and in our human experience, um, how far down the hellhole does God go to save his kids? Well, deeper than the hole of hell. Okay. For you on your behalf. And he didn't ask how you felt about it. He didn't ask if you felt you deserved it. Um, he really didn't poll you at all. Because in, in, in our foolishness and in our blindness, we don't even know how to help ourselves. We're running away from the one who is life and trying to find life apart from life. And that's the delusion of humanity. You know, when I want you to think about this, particularly moms, but also dads, parents that have kids. There are times when your kids are absolutely ridiculous. They are off the chain. And, you know, um, and they're maybe they're having a temper tantrum. Uh, you know, maybe they're insisting they want to, you know, put their hand on the oven. They're just out of control in their like ridiculousness. Okay. And what do you do? Well, as a good parent, you kind of just ignore it. Like, no, I'm just going to, no, I'm just taking, we're just, you're going to bed. I'm just directing you. And that's when, you know, maybe they're, they're a lot of times in that, place like a two-year-old would be like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, whatever. They're rebelling against you. And you just have to be the parent and say, hi, okay, in your no, I'm just going to direct you and keep you from running out into the street. In your no, I'm going to keep, I'm just going to direct your hand. You're you're not going anywhere near that stove, right? Um, In your your no, (laughs) that you're rebelling against me. You're so angry at me. You hate me. You're not... (laughs) Robert would be like, I'm not your son anymore. It's like too too late. Sorry, that's eternal. <laughs> right? I'm not gonna let you play with knives. You know what I mean? And, and so you just you you're the parent, okay? And you don't pull them how they feel about it because they're so foolish and their children immature that they just don't get a vote there. And you just be the parent and be the lovely parent that directs them, and that's what they need. You know, um, it was interesting when I was growing up, um, there was this uh, little boy named Christoph and, um, uh, he was, um, kind of, I'm kind of scared of what he's become now, but he was the biggest brat ever. And his mom, for some reason, just let him get away with everything. I mean, he ran the household and I was just a little girl at the time. I actually had a crush on this guy, <laughs> this little boy. He was really cute. Um, but, um, just, um, like he ran the household. And I remember my mom talking about this and, you know, and she just said, she had such wisdom. She said, you know, this is so not good. It's very scary for a child to have this kind of power over their parents, you see. And so it's not good for good for us as children to have that kind of power over God. So when we think like we have the power to get him to um, turn his, his, his yes into a no, um, that's not, it's very scary. We were not made to be that. It's, it's very relieving when God is God and we're his children when we're acting like little brats, right? Like little, like, you know, like little narcissistic brats. We need a no. A no is actually, <sighs> and so when you're an adult 
and you treat your children like, no, I'm sorry. This is not, we're just going here. We're going away. I'm not, I'm not listening to you. I don't care how much of a fit you throw. I don't care if you give me the finger. It's completely irrelevant, but you're not going anywhere near those knives. That's just a thing. And you just walk them in there. And it, it's, it's, they, they kind of hate you in the moment, but it, in, internally it's relieving. It's like, oh, I'm not the biggest thing in the universe. Oh, what a relief. Right. And, and that's what we need. We need God to be God and we need us to be his sons and daughters and we partner with him as, as, uh, mature sons and daughters, but where we're acting like little gods and little, um, uh, little kings and all this kind of stuff. That's not who we are. I have no idea where my notes are here. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Um, you know, that's not good for us, is it? And so we need God to be God. There we go. All right. So. Uh, let's let's go a little bit longer. Uh, I want to add. Um, so all its promises are yes and amen. I, I will never leave you, never forsake you. Even if you turn away from me, I'm not turning away from you. If I make my bed in the midst of hell, even you are there. Uh, wow, what does that mean? Uh, if, if God is there uh, in in hell, and and, and that the, that um, you're in hell and with the fires of the Lamb right there, and He's there, what does that mean? Does that mean God's a sadist? No, that means. God is love. Who's a consuming fire? Who, who's not gonna? Who loves you so much? He's not gonna. He will never quit having his face towards you and requiring that the things that are not worthy of you be taken care of. And that will be a cleansing. That will be a consuming fire. That will be whatever. Um, but um, he's not gonna let you get away with being less than who you are. And I believe, particularly if he has this capacity. Um, which it kind of points to there. I'm not getting super dogmatic on it. Um, in the afterlife, if he can conform in the afterlife, um, I, I personally feel he can outlast us, uh, outlast our no. Okay. So I'm hopeful. I don't know. I just know he's God and we can, we can rest. Okay. So, um, let me read second Corinthians 1 19 through 20 in the Passion Translation. It says, Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he is the one whom Timothy, Silas, and I have preached you, and he, and he has never been both a yes and a no. This is the Passion Translation. In other words, he's not equivocal. Okay, he is all has always been and always will be a resounding yes. So God is not like oh, let's see, oh, shades of gray. There are things that there are no shades of gray. I'm love. You're creating my image. Yes to you. Yeah, we're not. We're, there's no discussion for this. I mean, you can discuss all you want and we can engage about it, but it's not changing my mind about you. We're just not that powerful. And that's good. For all of God's promises find their yes, um, of fulfillment in him, right? The one who became flesh, right? And, he, and as his yes and our amen ascend to God, we bring him glory. So what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, you know, when we say yes to God, let me just ask you. So God is glorious, period. Um, he does not need us to give him glory because he's so insecure. He just constantly needs us to fluff and buff. That, that's a, that's a fallen way of being that actually that we have. Okay. Where we're trying to glorify ourselves. We're trying to prop up self, self-esteem, trying to prop up, um, our identities, right? To feel good about ourselves in ways that are not godly because we should have be. Uh, solid in who we are and, and, and love ourselves and like ourselves. That's yay. That's yay. But not in a way where we're propping up with false identities, false things. Uh, and so he's going to kick those things to the curb. And so, uh, and so 
uh, when we say yes to him, we're actually allowing him to conform us into his image. And that manifests a facet, a reflection of God on the earth realm. You manifested uh, means that a facet of who God is, is now manifest and become plain in the seen realm. And that gives him glory. But guess what? It's a manifestation of the glory that he's given you. And so that there's that, that that's the manifestation of the glorious uh, children of God, right? And that gives him glory because you said, yes, okay, God, you're right. I totally, I lied. Help me. Okay. <sighs> Why did I feel like I, I got scared? And I needed to cover up. I, I hid there. Uh, I felt like I would be rejected. I, whatever, right? I had fear of man. Whatever. Okay. And that gets to be conformed to his image. Let's go to Ephesians 2.10. It says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Christ. I love that. Why is this? Oh, because you're joined to Christ. Okay. So because of this, when did this happen? Before the foundation of the world. I'll get to that in a second. But um, uh, you're going to fulfill your destiny because you were joined to Christ before he even sent you. You were created as this workmanship, this poetry, before he even sent you to, to planet Earth. Okay. Even before we were born. Oh, there it is. Um, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Okay. And so this is all part of your design. This is his yes to you. He said yes because I already crafted you. I already created your 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 destiny. I already created you for the good works. That would uh that would mean it's not you don't earn your fulfillment. It's just because of your son and daughter, you manifest that. Oh yeah, and you're going to do awesome things as a byproduct. Okay? That doesn't that doesn't make you a valuable in a workmanship. It just attests to the fact that you're that. Okay? So uh, it's, it's, you got to get the cart before the horse. Um, another great one here. This is so much fun. Anyway, I hope someone else is having fun. I'm having a great time. Um, me and Jesus are having a great time and I speak great time to you. Yes. John 15, uh, verses 16 through 17. This is the passion translation. I love this one so much. This is, makes me happy. You ready? Uh, this is Jesus. He might know, uh, you didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit. And your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my father for my sake, he will give it to you. I think that's a yes. Daddy, um, can I have, oh yes, thank you. All right. So this is my command. I love this. This is the context of this. This is what make you happy. Makes me happy. Love each other deeply, one another deeply. Um, it brings out the idea of the invitation where he's commissioned you. He's inviting you to go into the world and bear fruit. What is, what is bearing fruit? Well, we got the fruit of the spirit who is love, right? Okay. And then bearing fruit is going to look like love. Why? A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. This is fruit. <laughs> and love remains. Why? Because let me think faith, hope, and love remain. And oh, the greatest of these is love. Love never fails. Okay. So this might be a thing. So, uh, so he's, he's telling you to go bear fruit. And this fruit is the fruit of love. And where's that going to come from? Oh, I'm being unveiled from glory to glory to glory in the image of my daddy who said yes to me and eternal yes. And wow, I'm looking more like love in my flavor all the time. And because of that, 
I know who I am. I know that I'm so deeply loved. I'm eternally said a yes to, so I can say yes to what God is doing. And because of that, I can say yes to what he's asking me to do just in terms of things I can love as he loves uh, and fulfill the, the call on my life, right? Okay, let's go to uh, Ephesians 1.4. This is the fashion, Passion Translation. And in love, okay, that's, sorry, it just makes me happy. I just have to have a little spasm every time I see that. He chose us before he laid the foundation of the universe. Okay, so this was a love. You were a love, a passion work, right? Right, a love project. Because of his great love, just in case we didn't get it the first time, he ordained us. Um, uh, that word, I just have to say it, uh, is actually in the Aramaic marked by love. Huh. Yay. So uh, because of his great love, he ordained us marked by love, marked us by his love in his love so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. You are innocent. Now, you're not innocent of doing evil things because we've all done evil things. And me neither, so it's a level playing ground. Um, but, uh, but who you are is innocent in Christ. Let me think there's, oh, yeah, there's no condemnation. Who can lay a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. How good of a job did you do that, Jesus? Who is he that condemns? Okay. Just thought I'd connect the dots there for you. Verse five, uh, or it was always his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus. It's always through this union. It's always through this revelation we're one with Christ, right? the anointed ones, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for the beloved Jesus he has for us. Ah, your father, the same love he has for Jesus he has for you. Get down with your bad self, right? Yeah, you can just probably get fat and sassy in this incredible love <laughs> that he has for you. That's security. That's his eternal yes to you. And in that, you you can shake off everything that's not worthy of you, right? I can shake off lying. I can shake up off self-protecting. I can shake, shake off addiction. I can shake off um, propping up my identity with ministry. I can shake off I don't know, whatever works. I can shake off performance. I can shake off perfectionism. It's not worthy of me, you know, and I can shake off, you know, um, sacrificing babies to bail. I mean, all the things we do in humanity, that's not worthy of us. Right. So that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for the beloved Jesus he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Oh, God's a happy God. It's unfolding. Like, and, and we can't fold it back, right? We're just not that powerful to change his opinion of us. He knows who we are. But sometimes as in our, in our spasm and our insistence on acting in depraved ways of being, uh, you know, <clears throat> he will discipline us. Good daddy, right? Since we are now joined to Christ, just in case we didn't get it the first time, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of all our sins. I love that cancellation, obliteration. He doesn't want to just forgive sin or cover sin. He wants to obliterate sin, obliterate anything that's not of love's kind. Let me just help you. You created in the image and likeness of God who is love are of love's kind. So he's going to obliterate everything that's not of that. That's why it 
feels like a punishment, but it's a discipline that yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. And the more we yield, the more life we have. And let's just, let's just yield now. Uh, you know, I mean, kind of in the afterlife, you know, in the afterlife, part of the pain we're going to be experiencing is, is, you know, because we refuse to do this, we didn't do the things we had the power to do. And that's the, that's the tear, the tears, right? Part of it, right? Um, this super abundant grace, uh, a little dab is not going to do. We need it. All of it is already powerfully working in us, in you, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Um, I'm going to just read the New King, King James Version of, of uh, Ephesians 1.4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy without blame before him in love. So he chose us in love. It, yes, yes, before he sent us. We're just not that powerful to change his mind. Uh, one last scripture. This is an amazing scripture. Second uh, Timothy 1, 9 through 10, Passion Translation. Uh, he gave us resurrection life and drew us to himself by his holy calling on our lives. And it wasn't because of any good we have done. We cannot earn this. Okay. We got to get out of this earning. That's an orphan mindset. And, and, and if you're struggling with that, we'll just continue to move forward. You'll get it. You know why? Because God's so masterful. He's a better teacher than you're a student. And thank God, right? Because sometimes we're dumber than rocks. Anybody notice? Like, really? Okay. And it wasn't because of any good we have done, but by his divine pleasure, he's so happy about this. And marvelous grace that confirmed our union. There it is again. Ding, 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 ding. With the anointed Jesus, even before time began. We were united with Christ before time began. Why? Because Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. We were in Christ before we were ever in Adam. I can't remember who said that. It wasn't my brilliant uh, uptake here. Um, but anyway, someone said that. And if you know who that is, great. Let me know. Um, but we were in Christ before we were in Adam. So um, that was confirmed before we were ever sent. This is his yes. That we can't make a no. We can just be deceived, deluded blind, dumber than rocks, acting in sinful ways of being, delusional, okay, but it does not change truth. God has said an eternal yes to you. Awesome. Isn't that amazing? Ah, he might be good. You might just have to fall in love with him. He's totally in love with you. I hope you guys have a fabulous day. Share this with someone. This is really good. I, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> have a wonderful day. You'd be happy too. That might just be a thing. All right. Love you guys. Have a fabulous day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.